Welcome to the Wealth YRS Radio, your leading podcast for women entrepreneurs globally. My name is Nancy Florence. I'm a success coach for women in business. I look forward to answering your most burning questions on your hottest topics, including entrepreneurship, money, spirituality, client creation, psychology, lifestyle, social media, and parenting for women in business. We're going to get this done. I look forward to seeing you creating more wealth and more happiness through service. This is for you, my Wealth YRS. See you in this episode. Good morning. Happy Monday. And I'm so glad to be here with you. Talking to you today about self-criticism, the plague of the century, the plague of the women entrepreneur, of every woman, of every human being on the planet. There's hardly anything more universal than self-criticism. So I want to explore this topic with you today, and I want to get real about what goes on in my head and what's probably going on in your head too. What is most personal is most universal. So as we embark on this journey together in today's episode, I invite you to have an open heart and to receive the comfort and the peace that I'm about to share with you. The habit of judging. We judge everything. We've been trained from school to practice something called critical thinking. We were encouraged to be critical thinkers. So we have a habit of forming an opinion about everything. We judge if things are right or wrong. We judge if things are true or false. We judge if people are good or bad. We judge if situations are good or bad, if they are a problem or not. We judge all day long. Now, hear this. Don't judge yourself for judging. (laughs) That seems obvious, but don't lose sight of that. It's okay to be judgmental. It's okay to be critical. In fact, nothing is inherently right or wrong you just have to ask yourself is this helpful right now in this situation is my judging helpful in this situation or should i release the judgment is it helpful for me to judge this particular situation or should i turn off my critical thinking at this point in time so whatever is helpful to you in the moment is what matters. So if you have an opinion about everything, if you are critical, judgmental, that's okay. We're all the same. We all do that. We all speak the same language of judgment. So don't judge yourself about that. In fact, sometimes it's really good to have that critical mind. It helps you in situations where you have to make a diagnostic where you have to analyze the situation and 
where you have to stand up for yourself too. Now, something I learned from my beloved mentor, Steve Chandler, is that when we learn to release the judgment, it's very much like learning a new language, a foreign language, which might as well be an alien language. It's so foreign to us to not judge everything. Can you imagine going a day without judging situations and other people? Can you imagine what that would be like to just accept reality, to just let it be? What would that be like for you? Think about it for a minute. Releasing the judgment is kind of like watching a movie. So if you imagine that you're at the theater and you are sitting in the audience, you're a spectator, you're watching the movie and the movie is like your reality. It's a metaphor for your life. And so you're the spectator, you're watching, you're eating popcorn and you're just letting yourself be entertained by all of the characters in the movie. You're noticing the funny characters, the angry characters, the sad characters, but you're not judging them. You're simply letting the movie be. You're simply letting yourself enjoy the experience. It's, you love being entertained in this way. What if there was a way that you could sometime, sometimes approach your life more in this way, more like eating popcorn? I practice this in secret sometimes at the dinner table. As I'm having dinner with my family, um, the, of course, there's a lot of opportunities to get triggered by the people I love the most. And so I'm sitting around the table. I have my beloved fiance in front of me. I have my children, my stepchildren. I practice sometimes sitting there, eating popcorn, noticing the different personalities, noticing what people are doing. And of course, as a coach and psychotherapist, I'm highly attuned to people's behaviors and people's psychologies. So I analyze the shit out of everything. But when I'm eating popcorn, I do it in a way that I don't get triggered. I get entertained. I smile internally as I notice the different characters around the table. And so there's a way that you can create distance between you and your reality. There's a way that you can create distance between you and your thoughts so that you can watch them go by like a train, like a train of thoughts. So why is this important? noticing our habit of judging. It's important because in the same way that we continually judge situations in other people, we can notice that we continually judge ourselves too. Perhaps the person that we judge the most all day long is ourselves. And so that critical voice in your head 
has loads of different names. As a psychotherapist, I used to call it the poison parrot. As a coach, I sometimes call it the inner mean girl. My preferred model is the employee, manager, and CEO model. The way I think of this is I, Nancy, am the employee. Above me is the manager. The manager is always mean to me. It's a, it's a mean girl. It's a very critical, judgmental voice. It's really, really tough for me. And then the level beyond that is the CEO level. The CEO is the voice of God, is the voice of my inner being, the voice of my higher self. Always benevolent, always good, always kind, always patient, always loving towards me. So, what is the manager saying? Well, I'll tell you what the manager says to me a lot. My internal manager is not so loud in my professional life, but it gets triggered a lot in my personal life. In my profession as a coach, I feel expressed, I feel fulfilled, I feel energized, I feel grounded, I feel proud, I feel dignified, I feel helpful, I feel like I'm of service, I feel like I'm making a difference, I feel like I have an impact, I feel great. It just fills me so much. It's nourishing, my work nourishes my soul. And so as I'm working all day long, as I'm spending my day in the office, I feel great. However, the minute I close the door of my office and I go into the kitchen, which is a metaphor for going into my life, there are times when I feel like a fish out of water. As I go into my evening, as I go into the cooking of the meal, the um, looking after the children and spending time with my fiance, that those are the times when my manager is the loudest and it goes like this you're a bad bad mom you are a bad stepmom you are a bad wife you should feel guilty because you spent the entire day in the office working you should spend more time with them you haven't done enough. You're not fun enough. You haven't played enough. You are selfish. You, um, you can't have a great career and be a great mom. You're missing something. You're not happy. That is the voice of my manager. And as I'm speaking those thoughts aloud, I can feel my energy going down. Like when I think those thoughts, I get down on myself, right? I, I feel shame. I feel terrible. I feel depressed. I feel, um, I feel bad. And so you may have noticed that your manager judges you at the level of your being and also at the level of your doing. So the judgments at the level of your being often are a version of you're not good enough, okay? 
you're not good enough as a person, as a human being uh, on the planet, you're not good enough. Oh, and uh, one of the favorites for women entrepreneurs, one of the go-tos is you're not worthy. You don't have self-worth, you don't have self-esteem. You don't have this thing called confidence that is somewhere out there with Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. Your manager also judges you at the level of doing, and it sounds like this, you haven't done enough. So it doesn't matter how hard you work, it doesn't matter how much you show up, how many tasks you've ticked off of your to-do list, your manager will tell you, you haven't done enough today. And so you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I haven't called so-and-so. I left the wet clothes in the washing machine. I haven't done X, Y, Z. Oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. You finish your working day feeling incomplete, feeling like once again, you have under-delivered, under-performed. Uh, talking of a downer, talking of chasing your tail, it's a never-ending loop of not good enoughness. What is the antidote to self-criticism? The antidote to self-criticism is self-permission. Disclaimer, your inner mean girl, your manager is not going to go away. It's a part of the human psyche. It's a part of the experience of being human that you will judge yourself sometimes harshly you're going to doubt yourself you're going to judge so we don't want to try to get rid of the manager it's okay for the manager to be around it's okay for it to be a part of your full process and your psyche you don't have to fight it off you don't have to become a mystic either so Self-permission is when you let yourself off the hook. You do this for friends all the time. When a friend comes to you and says, oh, I feel so bad, you know, I haven't done X, Y, Z, and I hurt so-and-so, the first thing you do as their best friend is you let them off the hook, right? You tell them, no, like, it's okay. Like, dude, you're good. You tried your best. It's okay, you can always go and, and do better, you can apologize, you can do X, Y, Z. You're very good at comforting your friends in this way. And so every time you do that with yourself, every time you let yourself off the hook, you're telling yourself, it's okay. I'm on your side, I am your best friend, and I'm letting you off the hook. It's okay for you not to be perfect, it's okay for you to make mistakes, and it's okay for you to experiment and to learn. You're a human being learning what life is. <sighs> Can you feel the compassion in that? The relief in that? In knowing that you can release your little Miss Perfect. And so one of the turning points in my life was studying in Arizona with my colleagues and our mentor, Steve Chandler. 
something I learned from him was this idea of being average. He said, you don't have to be a great coach. You don't have to be the best coach in the world. Just be average. Just be an average coach. And I took it one step further. I took it to just be an average human being. Ah, oh, the bliss of that. There was one morning that a small group of us decided to go on a mountain climb. More like a hike. It wasn't really a mountain mountain, but we left at 5 a.m. and off we went. We started climbing and the idea was to watch the sunrise at the top of the mountain, at the top of the hill. And two hours later, we're nearly at the top. The sun is about to rise. And I came up with an idea. I had an epiphany. I said, hey, how about if we don't make it to the top? How about if we stop here and we don't climb to summit how about if we are average today you know we're just average people we're gonna sit here and we're not gonna get to the top the group loved it they relished in that in that level of self-permission they didn't have to reach the fucking top and to all of us it was just Oh, so, so liberating. Be average. And the paradox in that is that not that you have to be a better human being, but you'll be better. make a decision about you. You get to decide that you deserve good things, that you deserve good treatment, even from yourself. You deserve praise, you deserve happiness, you deserve success, you deserve wealth, you deserve good friends, you deserve good sex, you deserve thank yous, you deserve politeness, you deserve respect, you deserve uh, so much. You deserve good things. You get to make a decision about that. You deserve kindness from your CEO. What we're doing here is we're practicing bypassing the manager so that every time you hear the harsh critical voice, you tune in with the level beyond that. You tune in with the CEO's voice. You're like, okay, I hear you manager. I hear what you have to say. Let me now hear from my internal CEO. Let me now hear from my higher self, God, my inner being, insert your own word. So in any given situation, the manager might say, oh, wow, Nancy, what, what you just did really sucks. Like, it's just such a bad person. Okay, thank you. I hear your opinion. Uh, thanks for that. And let me go to my CEO now and hear what she has to say. And here's what she has to say. Oh, Nancy, look at you. You tried your best. It didn't work out in this instance. Um, you were not received in the way that you were hoping to be received, but that's okay. I have your back and let's try again. You're incredibly 
intelligent, smart, and persistent, and you will succeed. You will find a way. Ah, and as I'm speaking those words, I can already feel better. There's so much power in coaching yourself, in talking yourself into things. Like, that's what your CEO does all day long. Your inner being is constantly calling you towards um, well-being. And that's what Abraham Hicks teaches us all the time. Your inner being is calling you towards your well-being. It's calling you to go downstream. So when you talk yourself into things, things just get getting, getting better and better and better and better and better. And so when I do that, when I go to see your level and I hear, hey, Nance, you're, you're a fantastic mom. You're a great stepmom too. Like, look, you cook nutritious meals and you took them to the park today. How wonderful. And you're a kind mom and you're a loving partner. You're present. You provide for your family. You always try your best. You ask the right questions of yourself. You, ah, oh, your, your heart has has such good intentions. You're so heart-centered. You're so um, diligent and attentive. Ah, you should be so proud of yourself. Woo! Now that is a trip. That is like self-coaching 101. That's like heroin on your soul. Yes. You can talk yourself into things like this. And it's very indulgent and very helpful indeed. So to conclude this episode, I will leave you with this assignment. Become more and more aware of the judgment. Become aware of the manager as the manager speaks to you every day. And when you want to, give yourself permission to be more on your side. Yes, that's all. As I said to you at the start of this episode, what's most personal is most universal. We're all the same. We all have the same fears, doubts, and insecurities. What you feel shame about, I feel shame about. What you feel proud about, I feel proud about. We have the same heart. And I think there's a lot of liberation in that. The, to know that our oceans are interconnected. Yeah. And so on this note, my wealth by your ass, I wish you an amazing week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends. I think that the more women hear this, the better. I hope this was helpful. And I'll see you again for another great episode of the Wealth by your ass next Monday.